Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice Camera Action. Woo! Wee! Yeah! Wee! So we play D&D for fun. <laughs> Although sometimes... What? Some, <laughs> we do it? Sometimes you have to kind of find the fun. Um, when does the fun start? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm having fun, Chris Perkins. Thank you, Anna. You're welcome. You're my favorite. I'm having fun, too. Don't <laughs> <laughs> kill me. I just said I was so right. Get wrecked. All right. Uh, before I jump into the recap, um, first of all, I just want to say hello to our guest star, Brooks. Thank you for joining us, my man. Hi, guys. So Brooks will be playing a surprise character. He'll be playing a surprise character that will show up soonish, and soon-ish. until then, uh, he can just watch us pick up where we left off last week. So the Waffle Crew arrived in Waterdeep, the city of splendors, and not long after their arrival, they sort of heard through Zentarum agents that the Zentarum operating in the city were at war with the Xanathar Guild, a criminal syndicate operating in the city's underworld. Uh, apparently there was some sort of alliance that was trying to be forged and it all kind of fell to pieces and things went to shit. But the Waffle Crew quickly became embroiled in this conflict when, guilt by association, they were caught with some Zentarum folks and the Xanathar Guild jumped them. Over the course of several encounters, the Waffle Crew has brushed up against the Xanathar Guild, killing a mind flayer in a guild, killing one of their assassins in the guild, and also causing other sorts of trouble. More recently, agents of the Xanathar Guild snuck into the Waffle House while the crew was distracted and stole Waffles the Owlbear. A wizard basically polymorphed her into a fish and then disguised as a woman with her uh, husband and baby in a carriage made their way back to a secret base in the sewers under Waterdeep where the fish turned back into the Owlbear, was trapped in a cage only to be freed by three street urchins named Nat, Jenks, and Squidly. And a little misadventure occurred, and then an adventure occurred, and then a brief chase occurred through the streets until Waffles reunited with the Waffle crew. Um, And with these three children basically riding on her back. The wizard, the Xanathar Guild wizard in pursuit, was stopped and caught by Diath and the City Watch, and her goblin retinue were also captured. Now, the City Watch is basically convened on the scene, and there are lots of spectators around. Diath, Strix, Evelyn, Paulton, you are confronted by Waffles and these three children. Waffles does not look any worse for wear, but looks tired, having run a great distance at full speed. (coughs) 
Oh, yeah. girl. And the kids just sort of come tumbling off her back. <gasps> Waffles, did you make friends? Oh, thank you. Oh, they're not a growth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and so Waffles uh, goes over to uh, Strix and gives her a big salty lick. And I uh, pet her. Yeah. And you can see that she's 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 panting and nervous. Oh, and uh, yeah. Well, when she's Aww. been running for for a long time, yeah. I didn't know that that's how owlbears keep cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, birds yeah. pant, yeah. Fun fact. Okay. <laughs> they can't sweat. A a watch sergeant, um, a, a middle-aged woman, sort of comes over and takes command of the situation. Uh, you can see all the goblins have been apprehended and are already being carted off the street. Diath, you caught the invisible wizard trying to get away. Yes. She drops her invisibility. Uh, oh, good. And you can see that she's wearing kind of a, a, a dirty gown. She's, her curly red long hair is all disheveled and kind of sticking out in weird directions. Um, and uh, she's even got like a fleck of a piece of garbage stuck in it from, I guess, where she was barreling down an alley or something. Okay. Um, but she uh, hasn't taken notice of it. Immediately do I notice anything recognizable about her outfit, say, Xanathar or Zentarum related? No, in fact, it kind of looks like a, a stained wedding gown. Uh, that's, okay. that's been worn too long and on too many occasions and has become discolored, frayed, and torn. Okay, so I guess... It is completely uh, inappropriate for this situation. Yeah, so still holding on to her. And She's I guess also wearing big, up. tall leather boots. Okay. <laughs> uh, still holding on to her and then putting the other hand onto the, the uh, pommel of Moon Splinter. Yeah. Uh, Dieth will say... Uh, uh, you tried to take something away from us. And then we'll, I guess, kind of move her. Or uh, she said the city guard was coming, so he's going to try. Yeah, to they're like, everywhere. Yeah, so he's going to like kind of hold on to her, so that when the city guard comes, uh, she he can be like, "Arrest this woman." Yes. Okay. And that's what they do. They take her into custody. Yeah. And uh, uh, wait, you could just point at people and they get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. So like, I've never seen that before. Usually, if we point at people, we get arrested. <laughs> Paulin's uh, like trying to test that. He's like pointing around people. Like, <laughs> it's not working quite so well. <laughs> uh, the sergeant just uh, comes over to you and now. says to the woman that you've captured, Diath, well, well, Pernisha Harpel, and out in the day, no less, and on the street, no less. And uh, she says, what trouble have you gotten into now? And she says, well, I don't know who you are. I don't trouble myself to remember the name of Common Rabble. And she says, but I was just riding my coach down the street, albeit at a fast pace. And I regret that now, but I am not guilty of any crime. Oh my gosh, excuse me, but where are you from? She says to you, I'm from Long Saddle. My family has an astounding reputation there. 
Do I know where Longsaddle is? It is a small um, ranch town far to the north of Waterdeep, deep in the Disaran Valley. Is it anywhere near my hometown? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Longsaddle! I, I, I totally was there for, um, you know, our, our like, Paladin High yeah. School field trip. In fact, when you hear that her last name is Harpel, you know... You know the Harpel family. They're very, very well-known. Um, wizardry and magic runs strong in that family, and they have a large estate. Much, it's actually as big as Longsaddle itself, just outside of the town proper. Oh, my gosh, the, with the horse ranch. That's right. Oh, we totally had, like, three horses from Evelyn. you guys. <laughs> Evelyn, now's not the time. Why? Uh, Diaz turns back to Parnisha and said, uh, also towards the, like, the city of Washington, yeah. saying, well, it's either one of two things then. You either kidnapped our owl bear, or you've been terrorizing these children. Which is it? I'm afraid <gasps> I don't... did she terrorize you? <laughs> I asked myself. <laughs> <laughs> what does Nat, the leader of the children, say in response? Or do in Nat, response? More Nat po- looks at Squidly and... Uh, Jenks. Jenks. Squidly and Jenks and is like, what is this crazy woman saying? Squidly is just like, I got it. And turns <laughs> him and is just like, it's cool. She took that that fish that was turned into a thing, but we we saved it and we saved the day, and we're awesome and we kicked some crazy ass and it was great. <gasps> oh my gosh, you are awesome. Watch your language, though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Jake's will just be like, "Yeah, we're heroes. We we saved that. We saved the owl bear," and he'll like wave his little puppet up. And it's a fish. Like, Pernicious says, "I have no need for an owl bear, nor would I ever associate with one." They are monsters, you, pure and simple. They're best suited for rugs. Why did you put it in a cage? You did what? I did no such thing. But but you did. Why are you lying? You're a little horned liar. <gasps> are you a liar? Is like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, says <laughs> the, the sergeant, I believe we have enough to hold her on, but um, if she did indeed steal this beast from you, which I'm sure is licensed and so on and so forth. Yes. Then that is a crime in the city and she must be held to accounts. Uh, The children will need to, as witnesses, testify against her once her court date is sent. Until then, she will be contained in accommodations within Castle Waterdeep's dungeon. We have cells there that are wizard-proof. I can think of no greater punishment. I can. <laughs> and uh, Pernicia says, testify against me for, for no crime whatsoever. Well, I well never. If, you, if you did steal our owlbear, then I that's most certainly kind of a crime. did not. I am guiltless of this crime. Squidley's like, yeah, you did, bitch. <laughs> and Poulton's like <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you, can, you can see the uh, sergeant uh, come over to you squidly and just say do not talk like that on the street young man sorry You're trying to brandish her, <laughs> brandish her authority <laughs> and then uh Uh, Pernicia being carried off 
just sort of turns to you, Squidly and Nat and Jenks, and sort of gives you a look that you kind of expect like a King Cobra to give you. Uh, and then she says, testify against me. I find that very interesting. And I'm sure my solicitor will as well. Very interesting. Solicitor. Solicitor what? I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm just like playing with owlbear plushies with Jenks. I was like, I'm holding them up. Yeah. And then uh, she, uh, giving you all the evil eye, gets waltzed off. Bye. Nat makes all manner of rude faces at her. All right. Um, uh, Since most of you don't have any information, the, the guards, they take the names of the kids, but they don't spend, the kids are... Basically, allowed to stay with you. Um, the sergeant will say before parting um, that Pernicia has dubious associations in the city, and if they can get her on a serious crime, uh, that would be pretty huge um, for the city watch. So she says, Keep the kids safe. Uh, Us? Dude, can we keep them? Dude, can we keep them? God. Why? <laughs> Strix is just like, like, goes like, you can just see like all of the children's deaths just like flash through her eyes. Like, oh, like, oh, no. <laughs> Evelyn's already like on her knees talking to the kids like, I'm Evelyn. What's your name? She goes to Squidly. What's your name? Uh, don't you kids have homes? A what? <laughs> oh, God. Is, is that like under the bridge? Okay, so you don't have a home. <laughs> what about you two? She points the other two. And they, they had homes, right? Oh, you don't know. I don't, I, we know that Jenks had a home, right? Jenks has a Karen, house. You, you believe so, but whether or not he actually tells you that is entirely up to you, Holly. <sighs> He's going to say no. <laughs> Yeah, Nat says, no, we're adventurers. Yeah, and he's just like, are you a wizard? <laughs> oh, Maybe? God. No, I'm not a wizard, but I can cast spells once in a while. Wow! Can you cast spells? I can! You look like a mighty wizard to me. He, like, waves his wand <gasps> and sees whatever he sees. Oh, that's very good. And Sturx is like, uh, can you bake pies? To all of them. That's like, no. The sergeant will take you aside, Diath, and just say, no, seriously, they'll need to be taken care of. Um, and that's sort of, that's kind of, be, that's, that's beyond the purview of the city watch. But as I said, this is important. And Pernicia is rumored to have criminal underworld contacts. So we don't know what will happen once word of her capture spreads. <clears throat> Good responsible Diath. <laughs> Uh, let's say, uh, understood. We can do our best to keep them in our care or find the proper people that can keep them safe. Uh, DS will kind of give them brief information on where to find their manor. So should the city watch ever find yes. them again. And the city watch captain also gives you her name. Um, although she is stationed in the trades ward, you can basically reach out to her through any watch post, and her name is Sergeant Kelladonna. All right. Kelladonna? Yep. Elise Kelladonna. 
Okay. And uh, as she's telling you her name, um, make an insight check. Sure. I'll do that using my new character sheet for Strix level is like 11. Death warding the children already. <laughs> 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 Gonna have to keep it up every day. <laughs> one for you, one for you, one for you. I got a good insight at 22. Okay, uh, you believe very subtly and um, uh, with a, a, a considerable amount of tact that uh, she's kind of hitting on you. Uh. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, very professional, though. I mean, it's just a, there's an undercurrent of magnetism. Is she hot? <laughs> <laughs> And before, yeah. before you become completely incoherent, uh, she goes off and makes sure that the goblins and their uh, wizard get sent where they should. Okay. Uh, Dith turns back towards the uh, rest of the party and the children. <clears throat> and uh, as he's like walking towards them, he's just kind of muttering to himself, just like, it's business, just business relationship, purely, pro- purely professional. The main question is, did Strix see that? Um... You were too busy casting death wards on the kids. That's right. That's right. I don't think she'd understand anyway, but she... Who knows? Maybe she would. I think Evelyn is trying to learn sign language from Nat, and Nat is, like, reluctantly teaching her a few things. Like, she's she's showing Evelyn the name signs for each of the kids, and then Evelyn is asking her if she can have a name sign yet, and Nat is like... Not yet. I don't know you. <laughs> Question for Nat then. Her sign language, is it is it pure sign language or is there perhaps a little bit of like thieves can't symbolism in there? Well, I was imagining that it's it's Water Davian street sign. So okay. I imagine that could be influenced by street. Yes, I think there's probably some crossover. Things. Yeah. Okay. So it, Which is pro- compensating for the fact that I don't actually know ASL. I just know a few things, and I'm using, like, a mix of street sign that I actually know. And there's the answer to your question, everyone who constantly asks in chat. It's some ASL and some Indian street sign and some things I'm making up. <laughs> Which is okay. ex- exactly right, because Nat's language is kind of self-made out of things right. that she's picked up and yeah. learned and so invented. Yeah, so could pick up on a few things, and, like, uh, mm-hmm. someone yeah. who just taken a uh, freshman year of high school uh, foreign language course mm-hmm. uh, will be able to communicate. <laughs> right. Okay, uh, Diaz will kind of go yeah. up and uh, kind of takes a knee down next to the children uh, and actually will ask them, do any of you have a home to go to? And as he's saying this and he's making the hand gestures, Nat, you are just struck by his fluency, um, yeah. his, his, his artfulness in making these subtle gestures. But it's not, it, so, you don't but know. it's not fully sign. I just know right. he, thieves he, can't as well. You don't know thieves can't because mm. um, you're not a rogue. But having been around on the street and around rogues, many of these symbols and things that you've incorporated are things that you've seen shot back and forth between roguish types, and so you pick up on stuff. Um, she is, like, super impressed by this, and her eyes kind of get, like, heart hearty a little bit. <laughs> and she's like, I think he's the leader. Twice <laughs> in one day. <laughs> and Squilly sees that. Squilly sees a sign and goes, he, she just called you a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you probably know that's not true. Yet. <laughs> it's close, though. The sign yeah. is very similar. I'm um, pretty sure. Pretty sure that's it. Uh, none of them answered the question. 
<laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Nat is too love-struck. Yeah. Squidly is too... She points at Squidly. She's like, he's bad at, at sign language. No, I'm not hungry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dieth will then just say, well, you guys, the three of you were true heroes today. You saved our owlbear waffles. Just the sweetest girl. It's a fish. And, okay. And we're just going to bring her home. (laughs) And we want to thank you for that. So we would love to invite you back to our home where you can play with waffles and pet her. Strix over here can make you some delicious pies. And who knows? Maybe she can also teach you some magic. I can teach you magic. You want to learn magic? And I'm sure Jenks is like, yeah, I do. I don't have a house. <laughs> At all. All right. And then, uh, like, back, yeah, just like, uh, just, uh, Thieves Candy, just like, uh, just stay with us. And we'll keep you safe. Okay. Uh, Paulton, like, kind of walks, Paulton kind of walks up to the, uh, squidly mm-hmm. and like kneels down mm-hmm. and he just kind of squints at him like <laughs> like examining yeah. him and then like Simon appears out of Paulton's shadow and just leans <laughs> over and squints at him as well well like <laughs> Paulton just puts a hand on Simon's head just like it's like it's okay and he's like he's like examining him and he's just like same player two characters this is weird <laughs> <laughs> and Squidly's just like what? <laughs> it's like, nothing, don't worry about it. You wouldn't understand. Uh, does these, these kids don't happen to be ones that Simon played with before, right? Uh, no. No one knows him. Right. So, Jenks, you're probably just sort of marveling when you see this little puppet boy following uh, one of them around. Yeah, and Jenks is just like, I want to learn how to make one of those! Nat pulls her sword out. She's, she's not sure about Simon. Simon will wave at her. (laughs) Diaz looks back to her and just uh, signals safe. She nods begrudgingly and then goes to stand next to Diaz's side, looking very important. (laughs) All right. But like too close? Yeah. You like like, like shoulder shoulder brushed against you? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, she's basically just trying to be the Robin to your Batman right now. She's just. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Very good. You prance and saunter your way back to Troll Skull Alley and to the Waffle House, uh, which is pretty much as DF left it. I am also keeping a very close eye on Simon. Okay. Uh, you probably haven't actually kind of let go of his hand uh, mm-hmm. in this whole escapade. Yep. And so he's just following along hand in hand. And this they- is like right <clears throat> after Paulton just went and found him, right? Yeah, because you guys, Paulton rescued Simon, and then you got back to the house and you saw the message stuck in the bar saying that Waffles have been... And then from there, you just went out to try to find her as quickly as possible. Okay, so all of that madness has, like, just finished. We haven't even talked about it Yes, so by the time you get back to the house, you're kind of emotionally exhausted by the experience, but grateful that Waffles was found so readily. And, of course, the kids, they see this ginormous, kind of half-run-down, half-repaired, haunted house-like manor. Kind of on fire. And I'm sure it's missing. We told them about it along the way. It's like, damn, there's ghosts. And 
Yeah, and Jake's yeah. is just getting more and more excited. <laughs> yes. And then when he sees it, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like wow. <laughs> and and Squidzy's like, I bet there's secret doors. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. The, se- the second he can, Squidly's gonna like just try and like break off and like investigate stuff. Okay. Uh, Lance has basically uh, parked himself on one of the porches and is just kind of hanging out there, um, chewing on probably like a section of wooden wall or banister, more likely, just kind of right. gnawing on that. Who's Evelyn, Lance? or sorry, Nat <laughs> looks at the house and looks at Diaz and Your she's mule. like, Age. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Nat looks at the house and she's, she looks at Diaz and she's like, HQ? Diaz nods back at her. She's like, sufficient. Sufficient. Yeah. <laughs> Strix Diaz, is just like, why are all these more? secrets? <laughs> why does everyone have secrets? Days pass. The kids become more accustomed to the structure. They've sort of made their home here. They're used to the unseen servants moving about with brooms and such. Uh, it provides no endless amount of riotous laughter. Uh, as the um, spiral staircase goes up in the interior of the tap room. It becomes immediately popular because of its spiraling railing um, that allows Squidly, Jenks, and Nat to basically woo-woo-woo-woo-woo corkscrew down. Um, <clears throat> and I forgot to, uh, when you get back to your room, Diaz, Strix left this for you. You find that on your bed. And there's a little note with it and a little envelope that says, to Diaz. And uh, I can read that. I didn't actually. I was going to send it, but I didn't have time. But I can read the note if you want to read the note. It says, Dear Diaz, I have my own room now. I felt bad, though, because I think you get sad or scared when you can't make sure I'm alive and not in the dead book. So I made you this so you can still have me around with you. Also, you told me you wanted it once. Also, I'm just downstairs. Please be less sad and take care of yourself <laughs> instead of others. You matter not being in the dead book, too. Strix. And it's actually animated, and it just kind of shivers. It's like not properly animated. Yeah, so you pick it up, and it starts to shiver, and you're just like, bah! Yeah, so, so yeah, that's, 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 that's in your room now. And Strix has her own room. Dieth uh, actually, like, folds the paper back up, staring for a moment, and looks over at the doll, and gently picks it up, and just kind of stares at it for, like, the longest moment, and tries to maintain composure and, and his emotions right there. He goes to his uh, attic closet, opens it up, uh, and then kneels down next to uh, what looked like a, be a bunch of discarded things to anyone else, a bunch of blankets, extra pillows, maybe clothes or something, pushes it all away, and there's a small private uh, trunk. And he actually takes his lock picks, unlocks it, and opens it up. And inside there is a few other uh, things that Dave has always kept. Uh, there's actually a piece of tattered robe from Strix before Barovia that he's also got in there. A um, couple of like funky, weird-looking coins he's found over the things that maybe currency in def- different cities. Like there's probably a Port, Port Iron Zaro coin in there. Uh, that's also where he's kept his Dieth doll as well. And he takes the Strix one and just gently places it right next to the Dieth one and puts the note between them. Okay. Closes it back up and relocks it. It's still shivering. <laughs> it'll run out it'll, it'll, it'll run out eventually all right uh, as as the days wear on um, spring Is a, sorry sorry I mean I think that Evelyn would ask where Paulton found Simon with that oh. whole escapade 
God. Mm. Um, While Dieth is up in his room? or yeah, probably. No, just like... Okay. Or probably because, over dinner. you know, we just got back and, like, Simon ran away after kidnapping he a kid. He did what? Oh, wait. I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, well, here's what happened, Dieth. So... Strix is like, well, nope, don't. <laughs> Why? What? I mean, we fixed it. It's fine. It's I mean... There- I, I gave the kid Juniper, so he's not going to, like, press charges or anything. Let me tell you how we fixed it. We fixed it because we blew up. Ha- I mean, I blew up. I mean, nothing happened. Everyone back to their rooms. I mean, but the point is that Simon ran away, and we were very worried. <laughs> and I'm just, I I don't know. I was just and curious. we found him, and he was, and he was fine. And, like, you know, it's every, every, guys, don't worry. Everything's okay now, right? And right? no one's going to jail, <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> So after four days, this is how much of the story you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dieth rolled an insight with a plus 50 advantage and does not believe you. But okay. <laughs> I'm sure if he cornered one of us and, and looked sad, we'd probably tell him. No, Paulton's just like explaining, it's like, but it's good. It's all sorted out. Evelyn, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. We have um, things to discuss. Don't mind us. Okay, let's just go to a different room. Evelyn, like, looks at Dieth and Strix, and she's like... <laughs> she's like, <laughs> uh, He's just telling her in private, he's like, so when I went to get Simon when he ran away, um... He he's uh he's also like I have Simon with me. Like I am I'm just holding sure. on to him. Yeah. She pats so him. He's uh he might be going through some stuff. Um Well he did kidnap a kid. He did kidnap a kid and Which was uh, very bad, Simon. No, he said don't yell at him. Don't yell at him. He doesn't well, need that. I'm not yelling. He also kind of ran out into a street and stood in front of a carriage hoping it would run him over. What? But it's okay. I saved him. I I got him out of the way, and it was fine. But then I like landed him on a roof, and then he was kind of looking over the edge, really weird, and I, that made me really uncomfortable. And uh, I think I, I think uh, I think he's in a bad place. And you're good with like feelings. What do we do? She just kneels down and kind of like tries to embrace Simon. Okay. Like pull him in close. Does he let her? Yeah. He just sort of... Uh. She's like, Simon, I'm so sorry. Are you... I would ask if you're okay, but I know you're not. I'm so... What... I would ask what's going on, but you can't even... can't even tell us, can you? He doesn't move. It's like he's inanimate. She looks up at Paulton, like, helplessly, and then she's like, (gasps) sign language. Simon, would you, do you want to learn sign language? Then you can tell us what's wrong and we can help. He kind of shrugs in a way that suggests maybe. See, you've already said. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no, Nate. 
You glitched. You roboted out. You yeah. roboted out. Say it again. Say it Hello, again. Hello, what? Oh, I, I, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Are we fine? Yeah, we're, we're fine. Good. We're good. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Uh, so she, she's just like kind of like a little tears running down her cheek, but she's smiling like she's not letting the mask down at all. And she's like, don't worry. We're going to figure this out and you're going to stay safe. And Paulton's here for you and I'm here for you. And we're going to listen and we're going to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sound language too. Maybe that will give you a name <laughs> sign. Do you want a name sign? What do you want your name sign to be? This is S. She taught me that. He rolls his eyes. That's not S. <laughs> this is what's S. This. this. Evelyn's actually doing this that. This is right S. <laughs> he looks around for a knife. All right. Uh, Strix, Troll Tide is coming up. And customarily in Troll Tide, um, children run around in troll masks and beg adults for treats and such and play tricks if they don't get their promised goodies. This is Diet's least favorite holiday. And this happens, I've this happens, the whole mansion. This happens throughout the day. The adults celebrate Troll Tide by erecting wicker effigies of trolls, life size trolls, and lighting them on fire. To oh, basically commemorate the, the end, to commemorate the end of the troll war, where trolls besieged the city and the city beat them back and set them all ablaze. So, oh. um, Strix has already made as many of these wicker things as she can in front of the mansion. <laughs> well, they're, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're massive. So there is city ordinance, as you discover when the when the guard, when city watch come knocking and say you can't actually build your own, they have to be built by the guilds. And then they're set up by the they're set up by the city watch in designated places so that the fires of the trolls don't accidentally light the city ablaze. Um, so, but they are, they do tell you they they tell you that they are going to set one up in Troll Skull Alley, which they don't customarily do, and they point to a little sort of wide open area, a little bit off from your house. That's where they're going to set it up. They're going to um, put that up there, and so you know you can have that. Well. I've already made two of them outside of the mansion by myself. <laughs> and when, as soon as they say that to me, and I'm sure it looks like they're like scolding me, I'm just like, all right. And as soon as they turn around, I just animate them and I walk them over to where they're supposed to be. Okay, that kind of freaks them out. <laughs> and I'm like, see, I fixed it. Yeah, also, don't, don't worry about lighting them on fire. I got it. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they they will take them away or usher them away, whatever's easier, um, and so that they can set those up, if not here, in other places, and they thank you. Um, so you you probably uh, dress up the house in whatever you believe is appropriate. Oh, yeah, there's bones everywhere. Bones. And, like, and, skulls. And, yeah. And, is, and like, uh, plants that look like razor vine and just, like, all kinds of things. <laughs> random thing. Everywhere. Is there... Um, I mean, like, someone has to answer the door to give treats to the kids, right? Yeah, or they sit outside on, a, on the steps or stoops or whatever. We're all Not sitting it. outside. Not it. All of us are doing Not it. it. Well, Dean, yeah. you're coming too. Uh, mm. We're all doing it. Yeah. Evelyn opens the door with flourish, and she's like, Happy Troll Tide! And she's dressed as Strix. <laughs> <laughs> but is it, like, still clean? 
Yeah, it's like a super clean version of Strix, and it even has like flowers in it, but they're like black and gray flowers somehow. She like dunked them in something. Strix is like looking at her. She's like, "What are you dressed as? One of my favorite people in the whole world." I can't tell what you're supposed to. You're that's not a troll. It's. I'll give you a clue. Um, I am super kind and beloved by my friends, and um. I am very strong, and I like hats. So you're evil. <laughs> evil. I never wear hats. <laughs> Strix is like I still, I still don't get it, but at I various, like it. At various points, Strix, you are, and every, all of you are distracted by the the kids who need help creating their troll masks and such. Oh yeah, so, Strix they, is all over that. And they're probably running around the house with those things on days before actual troll tide rolls around. Um, absolutely. She's also <laughs> she's made one for everyone in the party too, and she like poignantly like when Diet leaves it places on purpose because he doesn't want to have fun. She'll like poignantly like, bring it back to him and be like, "You left it over here." Yeah. <laughs> Evelyn's just running around in the background, being like, "I know magic." Yeah. Paulton sees that and he's just that. like, Paulton's just like, "Are are we doing costumes?" Yes. BRB, and he like runs upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and when Strix has made all kinds of little pies and things to give yeah. out to the kids, great, like little tiny hand yeah. pies. Uh, by now, uh, Simon probably has a troll mask too, and is kind of running around with the children. That's Aww. adorable. Is he yeah. friends with Nat and Squidly and Jinx? Uh, yeah, he's probably just starting to learn little bits of sign language and kind of getting a feel for what they're like temperamentally. Cool. And Jenks likes having likes pretending that the animated man is under his command and just waves oh, his wand course. waves his I, wand around. Does does Nat I, I I think Nat learns about the dart shooting from Simon. And I think I think that she thinks that's really, really cool. Uh, well actually Simon has never even revealed that he has that ability. Okay, well never mind then. You're, and you you think it's probably because he's not proud of it. Oh. Well, I was going to make it part of his name sign, so I won't. Okay. Never mind. I'll have to think of something else. Okay. And uh, around noon, the weather takes a turn for the worse, and uh, big, thick clouds start to pour over from the ocean, and rain begins to douse the city. Oh, uh, Troll Tide's canceled, everyone. Yeah. And <laughs> DF cannot... Paulton, but wait, my costume! <laughs> <laughs> DF cannot contain his disappointment, yes. But your, you what's your costume? Your what's your costume, Paulton, as you come running down the stairs? So, Paulton starts walking down. He's just like, now I know everyone was probably <laughs> expecting Strahd, but I got something way better. And he walks down, and he's wearing a, like, a brown leather vest uh-huh. with, like, <laughs> a long sleeve oh, blue shirt. <laughs> but... And also these, like, cool boots, but it's all, like, a little bit too tight, so he's just kind of, like, scarecrow walking down. And he's like, sup, guys, I'm gonna be the Hokage, hop up a dog. <laughs> Do I don't get it, who's he, spo- who's he supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't like, I don't know, uh, cages and dying and stuff. Oh. Isla, are you uh, Falcon? <laughs> Close enough. Dia's in the corner of a table. It's like his arms folded. And she's like, I fucking hate troll tide. <laughs> Evelyn comes over and she like wraps her arms around Paulton's arm. And she's like, we're best friends forever. We protect <laughs> each other. And then 
<laughs> she like hugs her back and it's just like, and there's nothing more to that. <laughs> 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 Is this an art piece? <laughs> rain just starts pouring down outside, filling up the rain barrels around the various buildings and structures and stuff. You realize your building doesn't have any rain barrels. They were stolen long ago, so rain is just sort of gushing out all over the place. Uh, you also don't have the turret quite finished or repaired yet, so rain is also pouring down through the inside of your house. Oops. Um, and then, Diath, as you are wallowing in your misery, you receive a sending. A right. magical spell uh, tele- uh, telepathically enters your head. And it says... I immediately look at Gutter. Uh, this is a female voice. Sounds dwarven. And it says, Retaliatory Xanathar Guild attack imminent. Don't try to leave Waterdeep. Sending our best agent to protect you. Your ally, Istrid Horn of the Zentarim. Meanwhile, Paulton and Evelyn are just... Blah, 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 blah. We're going to destroy the multiverse, but whatever. Strix is like, I still don't get it. And she's just like, but Dan looks sad, so here's a pie. She just gives him a pie. Do you get what they're doing? Strix, you see also in the kitchen, there's like this empty pan that had all these little pies on it, and they're all just gone. Can I, can I do a perception check to see if I see who took them? Sure. Yeah, you can follow the crumb trail right to Jenks. Oh, Jenks! <laughs> do I get mad Those are mine! <laughs> 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 And uh, you can actually see that uh, Simon has part of a pie in his mouth. Like, Jenks has just sort of stuffed it in there. Oh. And he's just sort of chewing on it. Well, at least you shared a little bit, Jenks. <laughs> just, just next time, just leave a couple more for everyone else. Because if I don't give Dia the pie, I think he gets so sad that he just tries to go into another dimension. <laughs> I also want to add that during this time, like... Squidly kind of like hides behind chairs and stuff mm-hmm. and like waits for the invisible servants to like pick up cups or something and then okay. tries to use them as target practice. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Strix will be like, get it. Jenks, I'll teach you real magic if you eat less of my pies. And he'll be like, <laughs> like, oh, really? All right. And I'm just like, oh. As you're talking to him, this stray arrow goes through your hat. <laughs> just gets stuck there. Ah! <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Dieth, uh, after yeah. receiving the sending, I mean, he kind of like stands straight up out of his chair, starts looking around at the windows, and starts uh, kind of going up to him, looking if there's ways to lock it and or board it up. Uh, the windows do have latches on them, and they have shutters, um, so you can pull them shut. Make a perception check. Yeah, he's going he's to start doing that, just latching everything up and closing it all down. Uh, oh, nope, because I have a reliable talent. Yes, 21. you do. All right, as you are uh, uh, taking care of the windows and lashing them up, one of the front-facing windows that looks out over the porch and over the front of the mansion on the ground floor, one of the, room, one of the windows in the tap room, uh, you, as you are pulling that shut, you can see through the rain across the alley, which is quite wide, standing next to a rain barrel is a short cloaked figure just in the rain, um, just absolutely drenched. And... Uh, it just goes. Heck. And you can see the hand is sort of a kind of a scaly red. The hand Heck. and arm is a scaly red. 
and through the, the cowl, the rain cowl, you can see just the lower part of what looks like a child's face, a tiefling child's face, and this cleft lip. Oh, we forgot about that one. Uh, yep, yep. Shutters and lock and shut that down and front door and lock and no one's allowed to go outside. All right. D- goes D- over to the basement hatch and starts checking that to see if like that's still uh, <clears throat> like safe and mm-hmm. uh, like a, a place to hide or whatever. Yes, it is. Okay. Evelyn and Paulton are still going on. I'm smelly, but you don't mind, do you? <laughs> oh, we should we should close up the windows. Oh, watch out, things might kill us again. Destrix is like at this point, like, seeing that Dieth is closing the windows mm-hmm. and just starts going like doing it too and panicking while they're still acting this whole thing out. Strix like, is just like white trying to ward the windows and drawing chalk lines on them and just like drawing symbols and freaking out. <laughs> okay. Dieth will then go to the. Uh, to Jenks and Nat and Squidly and just say, uh, uh, we're going to celebrate the best part of Troll Tide just a little early. For now, you guys have to go down into the spooky Troll Dungeon down in the basement. Can we survive the Troll Dungeon? Find out right now. And and you go, everyone. Come on. I'm not scared. (laughs) She goes first. (laughs) That's right, Nat. You get them. Shanks is just like has like a, a, like more pies probably like in his robe that he's hidden. He's like, we'll survive. I've gotten us rations. Does Simon go with them? Because they're friends now. Uh, uh, yes, he will go with them. Okay, good. Yeah, Diaz will lead them all down there. Like, he's got pie all over his wooden face. He'd be like, yes, survive the troll dungeon and keep Simon safe the whole time. And if you survive, you'll get great treasure. Uh, Nat shows Dieth when he says Simon. She says his name is Simon. Simon? For his, for his hat. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this is an S for his hat. Uh, Dieth Simon. nods and then uh, does like a crude sign back basically saying uh, take care of them. Strix, then, Strix there's uh, a knock on the tap room door. Uh, closes that up. Locks <laughs> that hatch. Uh, pulls like a rug or blanket or something to cover that up. Squidly yeah. was like about to like give a cool speech to Dieth. He immediately closes it. It's <laughs> just, like, just like, I know you're the lyrics. So, <laughs> uh, Dieth stands back up and turns towards the others <clears throat> and just says, uh, The Xanathar here for us. Bond's like, <gasps> I'll go get my good cape. And he just goes back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Scarecrowing it back up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Strix is actually going to cast one of her new spells. She's going to cast Spirit Guardians. Ooh. And giant chickens, spectral chickens, are going to stand uh, guarding the door. Okay. <laughs> that will last up to 10 minutes if you concentrate on the spell. Yes. Okay. And I'm only casting it at its normal third level, so. Sister Narai, you have come upon, in the rain, this mansion on Troll Skull Alley. It sits at the corner of the alley. Uh, you sort of skulked past a rain-drenched wicker troll uh, that was never lit. Um, you pass some rain barrels that are overflowing 
and there doesn't seem to be anybody in the alley, and a fog has kind of pushed its way in to the area, cloaking your arrival. And as you look at the house, you see it's basically four stories with tall peaked attics and a five-story turret on the corner. The top of the turret seems to be missing its roof. It's just sort of this jagged, frayed edge um, open to the rain. You, you imagine that can't be good. Um, but uh, And there's some activity inside because you see shutters closing um, and uh, drapes being pulled and all kinds of things. Light being blocked out one window at a time. What do you do? Um, uh, so Narai is going to wait carefully, uh, not necessarily out of view, but making herself inconspicuous. Um, you know, a passerby, uh, a sta- you know, just a, a water Davian enjoying Troll Tide or, or just observing Troll Tide okay. and is going to wait until it seems as though action in the house has, has ceased. Okay. Um, you see the house gets shut up as tight as it could. Okay. Um, in that case, um, knowing what I already know, uh, and do, do I, is there anyone on the front porch? Make a perception check. I will do that. I rolled an 18 plus eight is, uh, is going to be 26. That's really good. You don't see a person on the porch, but you can see underneath the awning is what appears to be a donkey tethered to a small wooden cart. It's out of the rain um, and awkwardly placed, and it's just kind of standing there. And uh, But with your role, you also notice that there are uh, maybe one or two people around the fringes of the alley just sort of making their way back home or just sort of getting to where they need to go. Nobody seems to be staying in one place for very long except for what looks like a small child in a cloak standing next to a rain barrel across from the house that you are currently watching. And it, this child is watching the house as well. And it makes a weird gesture toward the house. Okay. Uh, that's sus. So, um... And has not noticed you at all. Is there darkness? I assume that there's a lot if there are back alleys. So, yeah, this is... Even though it's technically the middle of the day, the dark, pendulous clouds overhead have all but blocked out most of the natural light. And um, so it is quite dark here. It's like 7 o'clock at night kind of dark. Sure. Um, so carefully kind of sizing up where this, this short, cloaked individual is standing and kind of looking at the surrounding area... Um, Narai is uh, going to, with a, a comfortable, practiced motion, walk into a shady spot okay. in the street. Um, is this, and this individual is within 60 feet, I assume? Yes. Okay. Um, and is going to try and aim herself to quietly, silently step out from the shadows behind this kid. Okay. This cloaked figure. And calmly, without, without, Without like you know being like hey surprise um, just just set my hand on the cloaked individual's shoulder. Okay, you com- you catch the figure by surprise, and when it turns up with a start and l- realizes what's behind it, um, but can't quite make you out in the shadows that envelop you, uh, you can see 
underneath its cowl a tiefling visage, a young tiefling girl who's uh, got a cleft lip um, through which you can kind of see one of her yellow fang teeth. And she looks at you with great surprise and doesn't immediately say anything. Shouldn't you be running along home? It's wet out. I think you're right. Now, before you go, uh, I say, or Narai says, um, kind of, kind of like grabbing, like like tensing her grip just very slightly mm-hmm. on the sh- on uh, on the, the uh, tiefling shoulder. Who's in the house? The Waffle Crew. Friends of yours? No, not friends of mine. And not friends of yours either, Sister Narai. Are we... Okay, so... Oh, okay. Are we acquainted? You have never met her. Okay. She says, I know who you are. I know all about you and your Zentarum friends. And who would that make you? And I'm actually, if I may... Yeah. I'd be open to rolling, uh, like, a persuasion on that, if that's something that okay. you'd be open to. Uh, what are you attempting to persuade her? Uh, you're trying to just get an um, answer out I'm of her? Try, it's, 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 more of, it's more of an entreating. Okay. Like, I'm, like, trying to say, hey, 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 it's all, it's all, we're all friends here, or clearly not, but that's, you know, whatever. <clears throat> okay. Um, Make a roll. All right. So I rolled a 12, okay. and then I have a plus 6, so it's going to be an 18 Great. to persuade. She says... If you're siding with them, you're making a mistake. Because they're all going to die soon. And what would you know about that? Narai says, kind of narrowing her, narrowing her gaze at this, at this kid. She says, I know everything. I set it up. But it doesn't change anything. It's going to happen. No matter what you do to me. What are you going to do? Kill me? I'm just a kid. Watch me. Um. <laughs> oh no! Actually, yeah, you're also a little higher. Actually, yeah. I was gonna say it's like it's, it's water deep, guys. Um. So, uh, I wouldn't risk okay. your life to save them. All right. Um. So while while maintaining my grip on the individual shoulder. Uh, Narai is going to quietly cast Charm Person. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what is it's the de- kid, like what is the saving on. throw? Uh, jeez. Oh, uh, it's going to be. Looks like looks like eighteen. Okay. Um, dun, 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 dun. Okay. Uh, so you cast the spell on her, and almost instantly you can feel uh, her posture and demeanor change to suggest that your spell may have taken hold or is in the process of taking hold, although she hasn't acted yet. However, I would like you to make a charisma check. Um, As you realize, you think she may be charmed by someone or something else. Oh, 
That changes things. All right. Oh, I do. I need to use my my camera for this. I rolled. A, I rolled a twenty. No, you're good. Woo boo! All good. Outstanding. Hey. Uh, I all can right. Show you. It's your all good. your right. spell seems to override the existing charm on her, and she says, "I'm sorry. Sometimes I can be cruel. Life at your age, and for a child in a city like this." can often be cold and painful, especially when you're stuck out in the rain like so many are. The beholder made me do it. You shouldn't be consorting with beholders. I was just like you when I was your age. Um, I say kind of, kind of like almost like not quite kneeling down, but kind of making, making, a, making my frame a little bit less like, you know, but height differential is a little less obvious. Okay. And I said, and I said, what what does this beholder have you doing running assaults on mansions and things like that? You should be learning at your I'm age. Sorry. Your mind is ripe for it. I, you're right. This is all wrong. We have to warn them. We do. And, and what's your name, may I ask, dear? Tulip. Tulip. Oh, a pity that you've gotten swept up in all this. Uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't you and I... Do we have a moment before uh, before the uh, before the uh, the cavalry arrives? It won't be long now. They won't see it coming. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we go up to this house, and why don't we go in where it's going to be safe, and uh, and we can explain what's going on when we're in there. But I want you out of the rain first and foremost. And if you've been standing here for as long as I've been standing here, you can smell the food from inside, and I bet you would like something warm, wouldn't you? It does smell good. Why don't you come with me? And okay. and just and just kind of keeping like it's keeping a, a, a comfortable hand on kind of the uh, like the 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 back of her neck, yep. small of her back area. I'm going to kind of usher her gently across the street, and we're going to walk across. Yep, she goes. And if there is room on the porch, mm-hmm. um, yep. I am going to gently tap on the. Uh, on the door of the of the mansion. Hello, donkey, she says as you tap on the <laughs> door. And the rest of you hear a knock on the door. It is the same knock you heard before. Riffle! Strix, you cast your spell. <laughs> Giant spectral chickens appear throughout the tap room. <laughs> and are they big ones or are they like a bunch of tiny ones? <laughs> Oh, please uh, tell me they're big ones. Uh, they're, they're I got, say big ones. Yeah, yeah, I would say giant ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big One giant of them, spectral like, chickens. It's like a hot with chicken legs. I'm like, no! <laughs> and then, like, switches back to a chicken. Yeah, right. Alton walks down with his, with his good cape on. He's like, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes, DF, you see uh, he's wearing the cape he wore when you saw him in the street. And it seems to almost have a life of its own, billowing dramatically. Is it just the cape, or do you cool. also get, like, Steven Tyler hair? Or like that, <laughs> just or? the cape. Okay. The, the, the Steven Tyler hair is all his, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> he, like, he, like, does that. He looks at Dia, he's like, it's pretty sick, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're standing really? out on the porch, Narai, with Tulip and this donkey, and nobody is answering. Another knock. I'll yeah. get it. I'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still dressed like Strix? Yes. Okay. What's the uh, yeah. traditional greeting, like, you know, trick or treat? <laughs> does she say, like, troll, merry troll tide? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Happy troll tide. She's like, she don't worry. No, 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 no. I'll get it. I'll get it. I got this. Can don't we worry. Get... Oh, okay. Don't worry. 
I like crack the door open a little bit. When you do, out on the darkened stoop, you see two figures. One you recognize is the tiefling child. You saw her at the mm-hmm. wharf. Right. Uh, you didn't like her then. You certainly don't like, like her, her now. Mm-hmm. And next to her is, and Brooks, will you describe your character? Sure. Um, so, uh, as far as you can tell, a human, um, a human, um, not particularly a human woman, not particularly tall, um, probably about, you know, five, six, five, seven, uh, kind of short hair and kind of a, in, a, in a military cut that you've seen before. Um, but it appears as though, uh, it appears very well groomed. Um, she's wearing just sort of simple black and gray garments. Um, they look to be a very high quality, um, but she doesn't look to be. She looks to be kind of dressed um, like a like a courier, or like you've seen. Um, uh, nobles often have kind of agents that go around doing their bidding for them, um, and she's kind of dressed similarly to that. A lot of you know, I'm sure that you see a lot of Water Davian kind of couriers. Notably, she is not marked with any house's particular livery. Um, she just looks as though she is. And that's kind of the only thing that stands out. Mm-hmm. She looks like yeah. an, an, a, a courier yeah. for nobody. And obviously she's been out in the rain, so. And she's soaked. Yeah. Paulton looks at her and looks at the little tiefling <laughs> and just kind of back and back. And like, <laughs> There's no resemblance. <laughs> she's like, I don't think that's your kid, but if you're going to say we kidnapped that one, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> don't worry about it. It's fine. The cape kind of like tries to flutter out the door. No, 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 no. So, Can I help you? So, narrowing her eyes at Paulton, um, Narai is going to kind of look him up and down and look at him kind of try and fight his own cape and, uh, and, and say, uh, and say um, my name is Narai. I'm, uh, I'm a security and accommodation specialist. And... Uh, and uh, this child and I are looking for somewhere warm to sit and have a conversation with you. A, we just lost our roof, so it's pretty drafty in here. I noticed that. Is that secure? No! <laughs> Jury's out. Well, and then leaning into the crack in the door, she'll say, well, it should be. Please let me in now. Ask if she's with the Zentarum. Are you with... Of course I'm it? with the Zentarum. She she says, of course. <sighs> Damn it, let her in. Mary Joel time. <laughs> <laughs> says the short little and witch. This is the first time she's startled. She's like, <laughs> by Joaquin. Um, <laughs> and the chickens are like, oh, <laughs> and, uh, and and then you see, yes, uh, there's this tap room uh, with a bla- badly sort of charred and blackened bar. Looks like it, a fire happened there. Um, and uh, but there's a beautiful new wooden spiral staircase going up through the middle of it, and some other sort of old furniture, and a bunch of spectral chickens hovering in the air among this panoply of characters that you see before you. And releasing her grip from the small uh, short sword, uh, the hanger at her side, um, she's just going to take the room in for a moment and say to no one in particular, "I hate Troll Tide." <laughs> <laughs> Dan immediately closes the door behind her and starts, like, locking it up and making sure everything else is secure. So it's clear you've heard. Yeah, I got the message. Message? What message? Do you want to share with the class? the message? Yeah, DF, have you? It's been, like, a minute. (laughs) Jesus. Also, I'm the tiefling kid is scary. 
Au contraire. Uh, I remember her. She attacked um, us in the street. Yeah, Deeth immediately points at her. It's like, what the hell is she doing here? Now, please, uh, um, uh, Narai says, kind of, kind of, kind of, trying again, entreating and offering a comforting hand to, to the uh, to the kid before she can kind of back away as kids do. Um, she says, uh, Tulip says child, to you, Diaz, touch me and I'll stab you in the eye. This yeah! child, oh, she's so sweet. This child has become wrapped up in. Uh, in with an unfortunate uh, group of crooks, and uh, she may, ha- she may, uh, if you treat her right, she may be able to help us with the situation that we have on our hands. Death steps closer. Death steps closer to Tulip, kind of narrowing his eyes and looking for any kind of displacement in the air around her. Perhaps if something invisible is floating with her nearby. Uh, make a perception check. Good. It's going to be real good. I can't be bad at it anymore. 21. You do not see a little baseball-sized beholder around or even suggested presence of one. All right, she might be clean. She's not wearing a wire. <laughs> but how can we be sure? Uh, Dieth relays to the others that he got the sending message about how Xanathar are coming and Zentarum was sending their best agent. But on um, Troll Tide, they're ruining Troll Tide. Why do you care so much about all these? I holidays? put all these decorations up. And I, I put the decorations up. <laughs> you hear I about, put them up. You hear about a holiday for one day, and it's like your thing. Like, why? Why? I just want to spend quality time with you guys. I'm pretty sure Lathander is the god of holidays. Am I wrong? He's the god of everything beautiful and wonderful. <laughs> you all, you all hear down uh, under the hatch in the floor. The children start screaming. Ah! Ah! Oh heck! That's probably Elon fine. Elon runs down there. And Tulip turns to you, Narayan, and says, "They're coming up from below." No! Can... How many? Oh. Uh, do, how many do you know? All uh, of them. Uh, on her way down there. Ah, uh, jeez. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you have your armor on underneath the witch no. outfit? No, definitely not. So what <laughs> she does, though, is remember she got that shield as a gift and she, like, right. barely paid attention uh-huh. to it because other things were going on? It's yeah. still sitting at the bar, so she, like, snags that on her way down. It's in the box, so you have to kind of get out of its She shakes it out real quick. <laughs> Packing peanuts go everywhere. Okay. So, yes, you get your shield out. And I, she still doesn't really know what it does, but okay. she's going to use it. Great. Uh, so you whip open, even before you can reach for the hatch, it flies open. And the kids come barreling out, all screaming, uh, with Simon b- behind them. <laughs> Do you think I had my weapons on me? Probably not. I'm going to roll for... I, I don't suspect you were going to go to the door to greet a bunch of children with weapons. <laughs> is, there a weapon, is there a weapon around? Uh, that's a Did good question. Anyone, There's is, like is, an empty bottle. Oh, dang. That's badass. So Ethan grabs the shield, and then she's looking around for a weapon, and she sees a bottle, and she's like, all right. And she grabs it and smashes it on the thing. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's ready. Uh... Narai is going to mutter, who thought Xanathar was going to send assassins in through the front door? Um, and said, how secure is this basement? Where are they coming in from? That's a good question, because well, there are no... We don't no, secure no... shaming right now. Bones like, assassins? Excuse me? <laughs> Everybody roll initiative. <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought I 
Ah, jeez. All right, and so... We're all too busy arguing and making each other feel I roll the thing and it does this! Dia! Isn't that 20? So 26. Oh, 26 for Paulton. Nice. Dia. Uh, 10? Evelyn. 15. Strix. 14. Narai. 23. And that'd be fun, that guys. I really hate being the new guy and like rolling it all well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Paulton. Look, we can, we can use it. Yes. As the kids come pouring up, um, uh, Simon, who's the last one up, kicks the hatch shut behind him. Oh, smart. <laughs> nice. Good and boy. then the hatch disintegrates. Okay. Is Paulton and you see, you see a flash of green light engulf it, and then it just sort of turns to dust and falls away. And you immediately recognize that as a disintegration ray. Nope. Um, this mansion is not going to last a month. <laughs> <laughs> Paulton, like, sees that and is just like, Perkins. <laughs> We're past this. <laughs> you don't have to do that. The door just opens. <laughs> Evelyn um, puts the kids behind her and tries to take, like, point against the door. Okay. It's not my turn, Paulton? but that's the flavor. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, the kids I'm are helping you, Evelyn, by actually sort of running behind you. You got a big shield, so that helps. I'm going to... I want to turn to the kids and be like, how many are there? Um... So, uh, Squidly will give you some bogus number. <laughs> Jenks will give you some other number. Nat will sign you a number. Uh, and probably, uh, if she even notices that you're talking. And then, between those numbers, you can probably conclude that they saw maybe three. Three. Yeah. Okay. Jenks is like, there were 300 of them, and we had to fight 297 <laughs> of them off. <laughs> Are we talking about three beholders? Uh, Squidly's they, just they like, there what, was they don't know what 30, that is. 10. They don't know what beholder um, is. Um, okay, cool. So I'm going to go ahead and... Oh, can, I like, can I, like, walk up and, like, peek in to see what I see? Yeah, you can. Um, it's dark down there. There were some lights that the kids, some candles that the kids had, um, and those candles are sort of sputtered out at this point. But uh, as you gaze down in the darkness, you can see the lumbering, floating shapes of at least two beholders. Uh, why? There's also a, foul, a very foul stench that wasn't present before to suggest that these are probably uh, animated zombie beholders like the ones you fought down in the sewers. Zombie holders. Zombie holders. We had Magnus then. We don't have Magnus now. That's true. Excuse you. I will, uh, we will get there. I will try and be competent. Um, Paulton, but do you have any had, other like, action? six attacks. He has a sword designed by a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going you can also, to... Oh, by the way, you also can hear what sounds like uh, gruff humanoid voices down there, but you can't see from your angle where they are, where they're coming from. So the beholders are not alone. Okay, so I'm going to... I would like to cast Mislead. Okay. And I'm going to have... 
Uh, I'm going to have illusion me, like mm-hmm. just like dead sprint down there to okay. like try and a distract them and b I want to use uh, their eyes and ears to like get a better feel of everything that's going on. Yeah. So the rest of you see, uh, from from your point of view, Paulton runs down the stairs. The rest of you see him just we go don't dart recognize down the stairs. this as a spell. Um, oh right, I should have conveyed that. <laughs> I mean, you can he, if you he, want to. Literally, before he goes down, it's like, it's fine. All right. Then in that case, uh, he makes a little somatic component, a little gesture, and then he runs down the stairs. The rest of you take that to mean he's cast the mislead spell, which means he turned himself invisible, created an illusion of himself in the exact same spot he was standing in, and that illusion is what's run downstairs. Cool. Nice. Yeet. All right. Um, and so down it goes. And you can see through its eyes and ears, Paulton, but again, you're a human and it's dark down there, so you don't see ah, much. Ah, crap. Well, then he's just, like, down there, like, just trying to, like, run circles and just be really, like, distracting. <laughs> okay. It's like, oh, no, don't, don't kill me. <laughs> All right, so Paulton has run downstairs in a fashion. Narai. Uh, Narai is uh, going to... Also cast a spell. Okay. Narai is going to make use of uh, the spell Darkness, which she will cast upon the the hatch or the the space where the hatch once was. Okay. Um, and do you want the darkness mostly to fall down below, or do you want it to engulf where I you are? I want it to mostly fall down below. So when you, as soon as they okay. reach that level of the hatch, they won't have any idea what's going on. And Got it. Get, yeah. Okay. Um, so suddenly it becomes utterly dark down in the basement and Paulton, or illusory Paulton, can't see fuck all. Um, cool. Oh, it's uh, not a big basement. Oh, it's, it's, it's okay. not, it's not very big, but you wouldn't know okay. that. So okay. you no, would not, you would not have any insight into that. Right. Uh, so it becomes very, very dark down there. Illusory Paulton starts running into walls and things. Um, and so do some of the bad guys because even dark vision does not pierce Narai's spell. So you guys can hear confusion through the inky blackness that now is just under the level of the hatch. Would you like to do anything else, Narai? You have movement. I do. Um, so I, I am going to. I'm, I mean, I'm going to. I don't have much that I can do. I don't. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll take. I'll take to a wall. I'll make sure the tulip is guarded, um, and and try and move her along with the other kids, uh, and then, and then. Uh, and then I'm going to take a uh, if I if I can I'm going to, to yeah just basically stick to a wall and keep the hatch in view. Okay. In that case, Evelyn. Uh, with the kids behind me and the shield held up in front of me. Yep. I want to cast Moonbeam into the hole. Okay. Now, if you do that, you know it's probably going to hit the stairs. The stairs into the basement, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I just so finished the spiral staircase. I care about this one. This one I was going to reno anyway. So Okay. <laughs> so this moonbeam shines down upon, basically comes down from the ceiling and shines down upon the hatch and falling into the inky darkness below. So basically any creature that comes up out of the hatch is going to emerge in the moonbeam. I'm just filling the opening with damage. Right. And uh, so you start Did I get anybody? Not, not yet. Okay. Uh, now the moonbeam, they take damage when they start their turn in there. Is that correct? Uh, no, they when they enter, enter when they, for the or first start time. their turn. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think I cast that at third level. Okay. Also. Great. So you increase the damage by a d10. Yeah. Groovy. 
Okay. Strix, there is now a moonbeam on top of the darkness on the hatch. All right. And, um, you, and your spectral chickens are still parading around in circles. Okay. Um, At first least. I am going to cast. Uh, is that spectral chicken one concentration? Yes. Okay, cool. So, so those are my current concentration. If I cast another spell, does that break the concentration? Um, so. So I was just going to do mage armor on myself. Okay, so. I think, I think I can cast other spells. I'm pretty sure. I don't so, think you can have two concentrations. No, not two. Yeah, yeah. But you can cast other spells. Uh, you lose concentration on a spell if you cast another spell that requires concentration. Okay, okay, cool. Because and you can't concentrate okay. on two spells at the same time. Got it. Okay, so okay. I will do um, mage armor on myself. Okay. And then um, uh, who is closest to me? Um, probably Dieth. Okay. And then I will quicken spell Death Ward on Dieth. Okay, Dieth, you've got a Death Ward. Yay. And uh, if I can, I don't know if I can, but like the chickens are in a certain area, so that if if these th- if anything enters this area that this fifteen foot radius around Strix and the party, then the chickens will attack them. Right. Um, yes. So they might actually be within fifteen feet if we're in front of the no, hatch. they're not. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. So that's chickens are ready to attack. Yes, they are. So we've got chickens and we've got moonbeams and chickens and moonbeams. That's the other name for this episode. And then uh, we come to Diath. There's chaos chaos downstairs in the darkened uh, basement as your enemies come to grips with the fact that their dark vision has been blotted out. But all the children are here and accounted for? Correct. As soon as as soon as the beholders started to disintegrate their way into the basement, they ran. Okay, good. Um, I can see that Evelyn is currently bravely wielding yeah. a broken bottle, uh, but I would know where she keeps her weapons, right? Probably in her room. Yeah, they're just like messily strewn on the floor because <laughs> yeah. she was so excited to dress up as Strix. She was just like, <laughs> yeah. So they'd be up on yeah. the they'd be up on the third floor. I could probably get up to that room, right? Yeah, in a couple rounds. Even if I cunning action dash? Well, you would be stopped by doors. Eh. Uh, still okay. Deeth will uh, turn, turn to the children um, and will say, uh, quickly now, up this way for safety. And even kind of signals and gestures to Nat to say, like, uh, they need you to lead them. Come on. All right, do the kids follow Diath? Squidly's like, I don't know you. <laughs> well, you, you've, you've been hanging around with him for a few days now. I don't know you well enough. <laughs> you just got hit by a disintegration beam. Come on. Now but I like, did it. You come now. Shakespeare's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, okay, mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Squidly just kind of, and then just like, shuffles back and yeah. marches along. Okay. Wait, why, don't we t- why didn't we tell them to go get Evelyn's armor? Diaz even says, uh, uh, Simon, you too, come on. And then uh, he'll basically lead them upstairs as far okay. away as possible. I guess to Evelyn's room. Yeah. Uh, and just puts them in there. He's like, you'll be safe in here. Okay. Well, you won't get that far, but... Do you want, do you want Tulip up there too? 
I don't give a shit about Tulip. <laughs> All right, word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and Tulip for her, she while she's charmed by you, Narai, she doesn't. That doesn't mean she has any love for any of them. Great. No, that's fine because yeah. uh, she will. She will come of use. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm using cunning action to dash up there as quickly as possible while the children follow. And basically, my okay. goal is to get there as quickly as possible to find uh, a we- one of Evelyn's weapons, retrieve it, and bring it back down yes. to her. You get to the common room at the top of the spiral staircase, and you realize you're one short, and that's because Squidly is dragging his heels up the staircase. Oh my god, Squidly, Squidly come on! <laughs> <laughs> I'll go and I go! God! <laughs> okay. Cocky, whatever that is. So, a... Cre- I think Squidly's name sign is S with, like, squid legs, so he's Squidly. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. And so Nat is yelling, Squidly! Nice. Come! Um, that doesn't, never works. It, <laughs> you know, it just moves a little slower. Uh, a rotting beholder lumbers up through the hole that it vaporized in the floor and finds uh. itself burning in the moonbeam. So ha! roll your, ah. roll your damage for that. Damage! Yes. Gladly. And it gets a saving throw. Which it fails, so you'll do full damage to it. Oh my gosh. Okay, Uh, 21. 21 points. So it gets radiant damaged by that. Oh, and I need to just check something. That was on a d10. It was a 10, a 10, and a 1. Nice. And then a spectral chicken pecks at it. So roll your damage for your your spectral guardians. Okay. It failed Uh its save, so it takes full damage. Okay, that is 3d8. That's 18. Ow, okay. So it just took took 39 points of damage um, and is still there, badly burned and badly pecked, and then (laughs) it's going to fire an eye ray at... Oh, let's just determine this randomly, shall we? Um, let's see, the kids are gone, which is good. <laughs> oh, uh, has gone. Tulip is not a target. And Paulton's so they're, invisible. Paulton up here is invisible. <laughs> so their number of targets is now three. Evelyn! You are targeted uh, by a ray. And let's see which one. A black crackling ray requires you to make a constitution saving throw. You have a lot of that. I do, luckily. Did um, your aura work on yourself? I don't remember. Yeah, versus this is a magical attack? Yes. It does. So, um, actually, yeah, that's going to be plus six, plus six. 26. Okay, well, you will definitely save, and you take half damage uh, as the ray washes over you and your shield. Oh, my God. This is actually, with my protection, actually, when a creature you can see... Oh, never mind. Just kidding. Okay. Never mind. So I take... Well, how much? Uh, you will t- end up taking 22 points of necrotic damage. Oh, that's Ew. Half. I don't like it. Okay. Uh... And uh, it's the only creature that emerges this round. So you've got this undead beholder in your tap room. And then, Paulton, 
You've got your illusory image down below running around in blindly in the dark. Um, does it seem like something tried to hurt me? Or? No, because you think all the creatures down there are blinded as well. You may have run into them accidentally, or they may have run into you, but mm. no attacks. Because they don't really know you're there. Well, that was a good use. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to... Now, you know the bedroom well enough that you could get your illusion out, or the bedroom, the um, basement well enough you could get your illusion out of there if you wanted to. I mean... Or you can just sort of um, have your illusion kind of flail around blindly and get a sense for how many antagonists are down here. Hmm. They said three, and he doesn't seem to be doing much down there, so I kind of want to ditch him. All right. What do you want to do? I would, so now this, uh, this beholder is just like kind of yeah. chilling. This, right? this stanky dead beholder, most of its eye stalks rotted away, staring at you with a cataract infested eye. Uh, so when, uh, after I got hit by the, the moonbeam and the, the, the chicken. It's just kind of, it, yeah, it, I guess it could have continued its movement out of the moonbeam and that would have been the smart thing to do, but it's a zombie, so it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just stays there and growls. <laughs> Does it look kind of messed up from the damage? or is Yeah, it like... uh, but it's not... It's got more than half its hit points, you would suspect. Mm, okay. Uh, I'm going to thunder wave this thing in its whole face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> at, um, at fifth level. Okay. Ooh. I it's... just... I see this thing and I'm triggered. I'm like, nope! Nope! <laughs> All right. I mean, it is all phase, so... Mm-hmm. You become visible. Uh, it fails its saving throw, so it takes Sweet. all the damages. So, so that is... Uh, what did I say? Fifth level? Yeah. So, 68. There we go. Chris, cool. are these raised spells, or are they just magical? They're magical. They're not spells. Twenty-four. Oh, okay. That has "quote unquote" bloodied it. It's lost more than half its hit points at this point, and you send it. It sends its blubbering mass back and smash it up against <laughs> the wall of the tap room uh, with a sort of splat sound. Ew. Uh, yeah. It's like nope. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it sort of careens around and uh, smacks into the wall uh, face first. Cool. And then it is back to Narai. Okay, so Narai seeing this thing being sent reeling mm-hmm. um, is going to uh, leap into action uh, while okay. this thing is kind of off yes. whatever balance a levitating creature could have. Yeah, it's also um, out of the mo- it's also out of the moonbeam, so you can get to it pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, then I will do that there. Then she will do that thing. Okay. Um, go and and uh, make a series of armed strikes against this individual. All right. So, first cracks. two. Cracks her knuckles, goes up, and punches this rotting beholder. 15 to 16. Okay, so that's going to be a tw- uh, 24 hit. and a 23 to hit. Two hits. Okay, and then I will also uh, 
I will also do my flurry, so I will get two more hits. So, See how yeah. I'll do. So Narai just starts punching and kicking the crap out of this thing. Shit. <laughs> oh, man, I'm nervous because I'm getting all my good rolls out of the way now. Um, all right, so that's going to – basically, it's going to be a six, another six, another 16 plus 8 or 19 plus 8, so 20. It's going to be yeah. two more hits. Okay, all hits. <sighs> okay. Here Bring on the damages. All right, so. Okay. So, 2, 3, 2, 5, that's 12 plus 16 is 28 damage. Okay. As I buff it, this thing. Yes. And is that thing... Is that total? Uh, total of 28? A, to- a total of... Yeah, because uh, yeah, it's one, yeah, 1d6 plus 4. So, yes. I rolled a, uh, a 2, a 3, a 2, and a 5. Got it. Okay. So... And then I will... Uh, it looks extremely hurt. As you start punching it, it's just getting bounced around um, and uh, large chunks of flesh go flying off and you probably rip off one of its eye stalks and throw it down Yikes. on the ground. If there's still time uh, and still movement movements uh, left... Yeah, you got lots of that. I would like to... Oh, I can't, actually. Never mind. Okay, so I'm right there. That's all. That's, that is what okay. it is. Very good. Uh, and so then it is Evelyn's turn. This thing looks very, very hurt. And you got, you're concentrating on the moon meme. Yeah, and I can make melee attacks, but not another spell and maintain my concentration. You can maintain your concentration. You can attack and maintain your concentration on the spell. You can also I'm... move, the, you can also use your turn to move the moonbeam. There are still... We think there's still some down there, though, right? Yes. I'm going to leave it. Okay. Um, do I... I have no further insight as to what this shield is other than just a piece of metal that protects me, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to try to stab the beholder with a broken bottle. Okay. <laughs> you, you leap up and <laughs> stick it. Famous last words. Um, this and, is this and, is an improvised weapon. Try. And so, so the modifier would be my... It, so it's made a disadvantage. But is there any modifier to it, or is it no. a flat d20? Uh, it's your, you add your strength, because it's a melee attack right. roll. That's right. Okay. So it's either... Oh, oh, okay. It's a 13? Uh, you, you try to cut it, and uh, you're not able to get through its thick hide. I try again okay. with my second attack. Very good. Still a disadvantage, I assume. Yeah. That's not going to hit. Okay. You start waving this broken bottle in front of its face. It stares at it in horror with its remaining eyes. Evelyn is very disappointed. She does not like being caught without her gear. Yeah. Strix. You're ruining Troll Tide! (laughs) (laughs) The holiday! Um, And you... Okay. God, I, I hate this. I still have concentration on my chickens. Question... Uh, death ward, does it work against disintegration? Yeah. Do I, it does. Yeah. Okay, so it keeps you from getting disintegrated. That's correct. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to twin spell death ward on myself <laughs> and Evelyn. <laughs> all right. All of you, all three of you have death wards. <sighs> Paulton is the only one lacking at the moment. Cool. Well, you're invisible. No, he's not. No, I'm no not. he's not. He cast Thunderwave. <laughs> I'm, I'm also dressed. I'm also dressed like Strix. So when she twin spells on us, Evelyn's like, "Oh, twins!" Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
And she just yells at Paul to and say, I can only do two at a time. Just get on the ground or something. No, that's fine. Last time I got disintegrated, it went really well. It was really funny. So yeah. it was cool. Diath, <laughs> you were able to get up to Evelyn's room and see her weapons and armor scattered about the floor. Good. Uh, I take her favorite one. Okay. Uh, you can see that the kids have have sort of knowingly formed a chain kind of out the hall downstairs. Okay. Uh, are they all are they all coming into the room or no? They were they were assuming that you were going to like pass stuff to one and they would pa- toss it to the next and they you know just sort of toss it all down to Evelyn. Uh, can we do that from, like, down the stairs? The reach? <laughs> Squidly has no trouble throwing shit downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is also a two-handed great... This is, like, a big great sword, Yeah, it, it is. I don't yeah. know if... I don't, I'm not going to give this to No, you yeah, you probably wouldn't. <laughs> they can handle it! Yeah, Dieth is just going to, like, hold the door open, like, kind of signal for them to all, like, quickly get in. Okay, they'll pour into Evelyn's room. And just be like... And he'll, as he closes the door, he's like, Stay safe. Listen for this knock, and don't break Elin's stuff. She slams the door. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, Diaz holding on to the heart of Spinelli, which is yeah. actually even difficult for him to like. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, cunning action dash, and we'll start making my way back towards Evelyn so I can toss it to her. Yeah. First time you've probably ever picked up this weapon. It's like, Kum. yeah. God damn it. And he's just, he's just like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I guess physics doesn't work for paladins. Um, yeah. Okay, She's so you, really strong, okay? You make your way back. And then it is, another beholder comes up out of the hole. Uh, Evelyn, you burn it with your moonbeam. Strix, you peck at it Chickens. with your spectral chickens. I lost my D10. Where'd it go? That's a 13 this time for radiant damage from spectral chickens. Spectral chickens. I was about to say that's thirteen just from me. Okay. And how did you do? Draw spectral chickens. How'd you do? Strix. Thirteen. Thirteen. Thank you. All right. Uh, so it takes damage from both of those effects, and then let's see. Random target. Uh, oh, Paulton. Guess what? Oh, uh, what? No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Question. Question. I thought he was invisible. What? What is, what's, what's going for me? Uh, the second beholder that's just come up through the hole in the floor turns a eye stock to you and a ray fires out of it. Would you say that said beholder could be charmed? Um, <gasps> you're not sure. Uh, you think it's undead. Undead cannot be charmed, can they? Mm. Okay, go for it. All right. Uh, actually, you're the one who has to go for it. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> okay. This is very Chris. PTSD-inducing for Evelyn. <laughs> I thought he was invisible. It was a mistake. Uh, that is an eight. <gasps> okay. What color was the ray? Maybe it was a happiness Don't ray. forget about the, the, the aura. Aura, Evelyn's aura. Oh, oh yeah, aura. yeah, yeah. What do I add? Plus five. Uh, no, plus six. So eight plus six. Wait, okay. I lied. 14. It was five. I lied. I just <laughs> got excited. Five. Okay. <laughs> 13. You need a 14. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. So let me just roll some damage. Wait, but here. maybe there's something else. Oh, 
When a creature you can see attacks a target other than you within five feet, use your reaction to impose disadvantage Paulton's on the attack not within roll. Five feet. Mom arm for the disadvantage. Paulton's not within five feet. Oh. It's, it's not an attack roll. It's just a spell. So saving it's throw. An that's, that's, it is, is it not an attack, actually. It is not a spell either. Cool. So it's just a fuck you then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, rather. It's a printer setting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Paulton, you take 42 points <gasps> of force damage. Of what? For, <laughs> force okay. damage. Paulton uh, takes this and he just like. Stop! Do you have any hit points left? Yes. That's God. Good. Oh shit! Yeah. All right. Some of your clothes just sort of vanish off your body. Cool. As nice. your as your molecules are disrupted. Not so okay. nice. Oh, fun. The second beholder, which is miraculously still alive and pushed up against the wall, fighting Narai and Evelyn will turn its eye ray on Evelyn. Um, all right, uh, Evelyn, I need you. Oh, I have to figure out which eye ray this is. Wait, Evel- did he just disintegrate some of my clothes? <laughs> Probably. Uh, Evelyn, Damn it. <laughs> make a constitution saving throw, Evelyn. Ruining troll tide, taking everyone's clothes off. <laughs> uh, eight. Okay. Uh, okay. But this is a saving throw, so actually I get to add five. So 13. 13. Magic number is 14. Uh, <laughs> so Evelyn, you find yourself suddenly paralyzed and unable to move at all. Not an eyelid, not a lip, not a finger, nothing. You, are, you go completely rigid. And I couldn't have... No, it's not a spell. No, nope. it. it's not. Okay, uh, and then it is Paulton's turn. You recollect your molecules, what's left of them. There's one very badly hurt beholder that just paralyzed Evelyn and another not-so-hurt beholder that just tried to vaporize you. Hmm, okay, cool. Oh, and on this turn, you hear below you that the, the basement is swarming with what you assume to be goblinoids of some kind. Bugbears, it sounds like. Oh, geez. Could be over a dozen of them. Cool. This is really cool. Good features. Yep. Um, shit. Shit. Okay. All right. I'm gonna... I'm not, like, engaged with this this beholder, am I? I'm not, like, right next to No, me. no. You're about ten feet away. Okay. Um... I'm going to try it. Oh, no, it's dark down there. Shit. All yeah. right, cool. Um, sure well, heck it. I'm just going to blast this thing in its face. Okay. <laughs> is this another thunder wave? That, that would be correct. Okay, so you have to kind of direct it away from your friends, and it sort of blasts over uh, it and also sort of annihilates a section of the bar and the, the glass behind the bar. That's fine. <laughs> We're renovating. Strix watches that happen. She's like, all right, guess we're going for it. We're renovating. It's okay. <laughs> but he uh, just hears this, like, chaos yeah, this downstairs. Absolutely devastating sound. Uh, and uh, it fails at saving throw, so it's going to take all of it. Okay. 
I was gonna say that I'm casting at fifth level, but cool. I'm out of fifth level, so it looks Fourth. like I'm. No, it looks like I'm gonna cast at sixth level. Oh jeez. Okay, great. I'm just, just gonna be like. I'm just like I'm, I'm tired of these things. God damn it. Uh, so, to the two, three. Uh, uh, so, okay, cool. Where where's my thing? Okay, so. Um, uh, uh, mm-hmm. oh, that's a lot of dice. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of dice. Um, it, they're not good rolls. Um, oh wait, I have one more. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I lost count. Okay, no, I got it. Uh, oh, there we go. Twenty-five. Holy smokes. Okay. Um, that bloodies this one as uh, it, the energy ripples over its rotting body, blowing pieces away and sending it tumbling back forth um, over the bar, past the wreckage, and kind of into the kitchen doorway. Mm-hmm. And as my bonus action, which thanks to D&D Beyond, I know this is a bonus action. Um, did I see, did I see uh, Evelyn get frozen? Yes. Okay, I would like to uh, cast Bardist, uh, Bardic Inspiration on her. Okay. Play a little song and add a sweet D10 or whatever it is yes. she needs to do. on our saving throw. She may be paralyzed, but a little tear wells up of happiness. <laughs> Paulton, like, just gives a little, like, and a little, like, gleam wink. Just... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... Next up is Narai. Okay. There are two beholders very close to you now. Um, one extremely bad off. The other one about five feet away, not so bad off. Okay. So I. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So they're um, they're like both adjacent to me. They're, they're you can easily move from one to the other. Okay. So in that case. This is actually something I don't know about monks. Can I split flurry of blows? You sure can. Between them, great, super. I will do that. So uh, I will do uh, two. uh, uh, Yeah, two strikes on on the real bad one. Okay. And then scoot over. Yeah, you don't have to decide two right away. You can make one attack and then see what happens, and then go. So make your first attack. Um, All right. So first attack. First attack, I rolled an 18. I hate this. That's, no, that's fine. You know, good. This is all good. Flying. All right. And an 11. Good. Cool. So okay. that's going to be a, 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 20, a 26 and a right. 19 hit. Okay. Those are both hits. Okay. Cool. Now that we got this. So that's a 2 and a 4 plus my plus 4. Uh, 6. 14 damage. Your fist goes right into its uh, central, its blind central eye, and you sort of fish around in there, and you rip the eye right out of its socket. So it's and flick it down on the floor, and the creature's falls over dead. dead. It falls Uh, over dead. You leap over its carcass to the other one. Great. Two more. Let's do it. I, I, the the Terry Tate pain train is coming. Yep. This one's kind of been blown upside down, so it's kind of hanging um, with its eye stalks down toward the floor after being blasted backward by the thunder wave. Um, I'm going to do two uh, two more unarmed strikes okay. for another flurry of blows. 
And I rolled my die off the table. So one of them is going to hit. One of them is going to be a 24. And the other one is going to be, hey, a 13. That bounces off. Cool. His blower bunny. I will do five damage. All right. So you drop kick this one and uh, do some light damage to it, uh, but it's still alive. Okay. And the rest of you see Narai just punching the crap out of these things. And then... Holy shit. It is... Evelyn's turn. Evelyn, you get a saving throw at the end of your turn, and you can add the bonus from Paulton to it if you wish. Uh, um, you, don't without, have to de- you don't have to decide to add Bardic Inspiration until you've rolled. And this is plus con. Correct. Right? I get 20. You break the, the hold <gasps> of the spell at the end of your turn. And then Strix, what do you do? I just, I really don't want to cause any more damage to our home. More? <laughs> you got a demo in order to reno. No, stop! <laughs> We're not flipping Bang this place. Bang, <laughs> um, And the two beholders are up here, the but I still hear... One beholder up here. The other one's been killed. Okay. Oh, there's only one. Well, that's good. Um, and you hear what sounds like dozens of bugbears. Dozen. Okay, well, all right. Okay, sorry. I'll just... <laughs> Fireball into the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and you right. do hear, you actually hear the, sorry. Yeah, there's this <laughs> big whoosh sound below. Uh, and it's going to be at a sixth level. Okay, Ooh. roll your damage. Okay, give me a While, while I'm pummeling and witnessing all of the Ralnaray's pummeling and witnessing all these fireballs and moonbeams going down into the basement, Rai is going to ask, are there any load-bearing pillars down there? <laughs> I was concerned about structural integrity. Yeah. Any what? 42, and I'm going to try and avoid any load-bearing pillars with your spell. <laughs> well, you can't because you can't see them. Oh, right. This is an old house. So you, you, you cast it down into the darkness. There's this... <laughs> sound, uh, and then a massive explosion as fire sort of comes up through the floorboards um, around oh. you, and there's this big orange glow underneath, under, or sorry, green glow <laughs> underneath you, um, so everything in the tap room suddenly turns this weird, eerie cast of green as the explosion go off, goes off, and you can hear flesh being torn asunder and burnt to a crisp, and you smell fur, charred fur. Um, just billowing out of this hole, uh, and you hear the death screams of you don't know how many bugbears, but a shit ton. <gasps> and then... Um, <laughs> Starts just making his face like... <laughs> Diath, you come to the... You come running down the stairs with... Uh, <laughs> clang, 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 clang. Like carrying that great yeah, sword. With your great the sword. The fireball went off and like, yes. shook the whole house. It was like <laughs> going down the stairs, just like a little bit of like... Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You hop down and you can see uh, Evelyn there. What do you do? Uh, yeah, so as he's coming down, uh, he'll just shout, Evelyn! And like toss the hottest finale towards her. I'm glad she's not paralyzed, otherwise that would have been really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this big ass greatsword comes spinning at you, Evelyn. I'd just like you to make uh, oh, a athletics check to catch it. Strength athletics? Yep. That's it the one. It doesn't matter. You have I bardic rolled. inspiration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Because mm-hmm. I rolled a seven, so okay. <laughs> we're going to roll the bardic inspiration. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Okay, 15. You catch it. <laughs> yeah. And it lights. <laughs> like, yeah. I imagine she catches it and it's like across her face and just fire. Yeah. Yes. Rad. Uh, uh, do I still have an action after that or is that my turn? Uh, you can basically, I'll let you unload that for free. All right. Great. Uh, so what is there in front you're, of us? You're, the you're a little, so there's one beholder up in the tap room with you. It's sort of upside down and Narai is punching the crap out of it. All right, yeah, so for Diaz then, it'll be like, because it's like a big great source, so him is kind of like a fuck <laughs> of that. And in the same motion of a spin, he comes back around with Moon Splinter and throws it at the beholder. Okay. <laughs> uh, got 17, let me double check. No, 20. 20 is 20. a hit. Yeah, dirty 20. Uh, what am I D for? One. No, One. wait. Fuck my dexterity. Six. One. <laughs> okay, now uh, it is within uh, range of an ally. Oh, would you allow sneak attack on that? Because yes. that's a lot of dice. Yes, I would. Uh, One. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, altogether, total 33. Okay, uh, Moon, Moon Splinter goes through, magically through its body, and comes back through its body uh, uh, and into your hand. Yeah, it's cool. a rugby contact. Yeah. Damn, son. It's Is just it like this trail now? of, just this trail of <laughs> mist as it's teleported back to your hand. And then the beholder's eyes all close and it just sort of flops down onto the floor. And then Good. Tulip looks at you on the stairwell and says, So you don't want me to call him off then? <laughs> and that's where we'll stop. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my wow. God. <laughs> wow. All right. Is the house on fire? <laughs> no, but uh, anything that you had down in the basement probably is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had potions down there. Oh, my food collection. Wasn't all the wine down there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the wine was down there too, so Paulton's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, in order to give your character some closure, Brooks, would you be available per- per chance to come back next week? I already asked for the day off, so yes. Groovy. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we will, we will resume Wild Antics next week. Um, with the end of Trolltide and uh, the return of the Waffle Crew. Does anybody have any announcements they'd want to share before we part company for this week? No. Check out the Dice Care Action <laughs> subreddit. Always good advice. Jared, what do we do? Spam that link. That's right. <laughs> oh, and thanks, Jordan, for letting me use your space. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, Continued announcement from before, D.F. Woodrow is still available in Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. Uh, play the current Midsummer event. He can, you can do that until August 6th. And then uh, what happens? That. And then he goes away forever. <gasps> Yay! Not forever. I mean, you can go back and get previous units by collecting uh, pieces of the time gate. So that way, if you want to get evil and tricks as well, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, right now, just play the free uh, Idle Champions available on PC and tablets. Uh, idlechampions.com for more information. August 6th, get D.S. Woodrow. He's a sad boy, with, but he's got really good abilities. Yeah, they're, they're really like good together, too. too. 
Yeah. So be sure to get all the waffle crew if you can. Yeah. And then it's uh, it's the normal for me. A couple weeks uh, going out on tour. Starting August 17th, we're hitting Nashville, Detroit, Chicago, Burnsville, Denver, uh, Seattle, and Portland. So if you want uh, tickets to come to a show with me and Zach Callison, go to NateWantsToBattle.com. I'll be on Twitch Weekly on Friday at 1 p.m. on twitch.tv slash Twitch if you like to hear about Twitch. <laughs> and Trapped in the Birdcage is still on Thursdays and whatever, and I stream. Hi. That's it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> also, I made this puppet today. You guys are so good at this. Your reason. puppet is great, man. That's just beautiful. <laughs> I just was inspired. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have no announcements, so we'll call it a session. Until then, thank you, Brooks, for joining us, and we'll see you again next week, folks, as the Waffle Crew deals with the rest of whatever troll tide shenanigans the DM has in store. <laughs> All right. Until then, take care of each other. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.